1: Good morning, and you're on Dirt Radio with Sam and Colin. Colin, why why are you laughing so much?
2: I'm laughing because I just turned my head next, and I saw like this really cool picture that we got in the studio. It's a it's a draw from a protest, I reckon, and the the title is "Abbot Proof Fence," and we see a little Tony <laughs> hanging behind a big fence and uh, and the First Nation people saying, "And stay out." <laughs>
1: it is very cute, and everybody needs an abbot proof fence. That's for sure. So, we have had a huge end to the week last week, and I spent most of the weekend recovering from Faux's 40th birthday party, and how awesome was that party?
2: Yeah, it was really, really fun, and especially the in the location, what mm. making it really special, I cannot pronounce the name of this tent.
1: Spiegel Tent.
2: Spiegel Tent, thank yeah. you very much. It was beautiful. Uh, around like 250 people, mm-hmm. maybe Almost three hundred people <laughs> turn. Yeah, over the course
1: of the night. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, it was gorgeous. Like so many beautiful like speeches. Mm. We had. Um what Scott Ludlum yes,
1: yeah, he gave a great speech Yeah, and Dave Sweeney did an awesome job emceeing think, yeah. and Cam Walker of course gave an amazing speech uh, when he uh, wasn't expecting to be giving a speech but we've uh, collected some you did a whole heap of audio recording from that night so we're looking to maybe have a show next week.
2: Yeah, yeah I'm going to do my best to try to edit everything as soon as possible because I had so many I interviewed so many people it was yeah. really exciting to see like all the um people who used to campaign with friends of the earth like even like 40 years ago was really interesting talking to them
1: it was it was so we'll put that aside for now but we're going to come back next week and celebrate the celebration which was awesome thank you to everyone who showed up and uh the you know the amazing people that continue to support our community and our work despite the government attacks Uh, So today we're going to be talking to Nicola Paris from Counteract. Uh, Counteract is an organisation that's designed to uh, train communities, individuals and activists around campaigning and knowing their rights and ultimately empowering them in their local communities. Uh, Nicola is, Counteract, is also an affiliate of FOE. Friends of the Earth Counteract, the Melbourne Direct Action Network and the Kimberley Foundation are running uh, the change course for the second year. Could you just tell our listeners a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, So it's going to be running from um, the weekend of the 30th of May. Uh, We start with two days of um, uh, intensive and then goes to uh, Tuesday evening for a month Um, and then with a final day. And over that time, we'll be hearing from external speakers um, on a range of issues, so covering anything from, you know, the basics of traditional media and social media to fundraising to community organising. It's basically a sort of um, a very... um, uh, ..sort of a a broad activist toolkit, I guess, um, Mm -hmm. of of what you might need to to be an effective campaigner, organiser or advocate... And, um, yeah, we should have a, a range of um, people ranging from experts in their areas um, to um, uh, hoping to gain a lot out of a really diverse participant set, which is what we had last year.
1: And what what kind of people do you expect to show up at this? I mean, I know that you did a lot of work with community groups like the Tunnel Picket uh, last year. I'm just wondering uh, who is this aimed at in terms of people who might want to jump online and, and register for it?
0: Yeah, so it's aimed at probably newer um, emerging campaigners, people that maybe don't have a heap of experience yet uh, or who maybe have got a, a particular experience in one area but would like to broaden out. Um, last year, we had people from... We had someone from the community legal sector. We had a young Aboriginal activist. We had uh, people from um, who worked in sort of social justice parts of NGOs, environmentalists, young student activists... Um, an older person from a climate action group, uh, so it was quite broad and it was actually a real strength of the group um, twenty two people from a lot of different backgrounds and experiences, um, most of whom have have sort of stayed in touch after the um, after the um, uh, the course so um, that's actually been sort of an unexpected um, bonus for such a short course that people have maintained connection
1: sure. So, uh, Nick, we were uh, talking earlier on in the show that uh, Friends of the Earth and uh, also Counteract of course, was sp- specifically mentioned in a recent report on the Seven Thirty Report. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we're all aware that there's been um, some attacks on Friends of the Earth, and, and now facing um, you know all the environmental movement is under scrutiny through the House of Reps inquiry. I'm just wondering what's your take on this? You know, we've seen enormous amount of community support, support come out for both Counteract and Friends of the Earth. Uh, I'm just wondering what you think's going on here
0: yeah I think it's um it's part of a fairly systematic attack um on the civil society sector um and in particular i I believe the reason that my work would have been focused on is because i i work and educate um community activists uh so they can you know take action themselves and um you know that action is is obviously often in defiant uh, in defiance of the of, of government and corporate corporate agendas so um, of course the the government doesn't um, appreciate or support that work mm. um, I think we're seeing a, a fairly wide ranging attack on civil society and that stretches from the um, you know you know going back to the Howard years uh, uh, putting uh, further clamps on actually being able to advocate so mm. uh, instead of um, you know uh, you know the idea that that people will just provide basic services to Example: homeless people, but they're not allowed to ask why they're homeless in the first place. Um, you know, so 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 clamping down on that that right to advocate has been going on for a long time, and then that's been stretched out to you know more and more barriers in the way of um, actually achieving tax deductible status. All the meanwhile, you know, their their mates in big business are getting more than ten billion dollars a year in mining royalties. Um, oh, sorry, mining um, subsidies in the mining industry, and um, uh, you know. Uh, organizations like the Institute of Public Affairs are going uncontested so um, who who are obviously uh, rolling a government agenda um, a fairly right wing government agenda mm-hmm. so that's happening in the meantime they're introducing laws in west Australia um they're currently fighting back um, against laws against protest uh, in Victoria. We pushed back on that last year it 's happening in Tasmania it's happening in queensland and so not only are they wanting to stop people from speaking out, they're wanting to um, stop people from, you know, all kinds of um, peaceful protest that has previously been allowed, mm. um, and uh, you know, removing uh, money from services at the same time. So it's a, a fairly broad-ranging attack.
1: It certainly is, and you know, it begs the question: perhaps the um, social justice and environmental movement needs to get a uh, office in Singapore because <laughs> apparently that's <laughs> that's very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you recently were at Progress. I believe that you were presenting there in, in various forums and also uh, a- attending. Uh, for people that don't know what Progress was, if you know they'd been living under a log in Melbourne for the last week in terms of activist community, can you just highlight uh, what Progress was about and what you thought were the, the absolute gems that took place? Sure. Uh,
0: so it was... Um I think there was more than a thousand people that attended. It was in the Melbourne Town Hall, and it was people from all across um, a range of sort of environmental social justice movements. Um, uh, It was, to my mind, it was mainly pitched to sort of a more um, uh, non government organisation audience rather than grassroots, and of course, that is a critique that I have shared with them that I'd love to see more grassroots representation. Um, uh, Some of, for me, some of the highlights, and I think that, that that was shared. Um, were people that were talking about, um, you know, our rich history in the movement that is involved in all kinds of um, campaigning, um, including nonviolent direct action. Uh, the Indigenous panel was really popular, uh, and so we had Karina um, Nolan um, and Paulina, who uh, was involved in the Kimberley campaign, uh, who I met and worked with up there. Um, uh, Kylie Sambo, who's well known to us at FO, who um, uh, was speaking up strong for country, um, where they were proposed to have a, a nuclear waste dump. Mm-hmm. And um, Millie Telford, who is, of course, um, a young woman who has instigated the first youth Indigenous climate network in Australia, which I think is actually incredibly exciting. So panels like that that we're hearing directly from people, you know, the kinds of communities that are most marginalised, most Impacted and whose voices we most need to hear. Mm. Um, I found that really powerful and really effective, um, and I think other people did as well. Then there were sort of major international keynotes. So um, my two picks for that would be the the, um, the video links actually, which was Edward Snowden, which was of course a massive coup for them to um, have him speaking to Australia for the first time, mm. and he's just a remarkable a remarkable. Individual, You know, I think um, uh, he's, he's incredibly brave. He made a point uh, not to talk about, you know, his own sacrifice or his own risk, but more wanting to talk about, you know, the very risks, the very real risks to democracy um, that we're facing with this type of mass surveillance that he revealed. Mm. Um, and that was incredibly important.
1: Yeah, well, I think that that is a really important issue in terms of the environmental movement. There's been so many um, stories that have come out over the last four or five years of uh, infiltration by you know people working for corporations, but also uh, government uh, agencies that have been you know putting reports into the previous resource minister that you know the environmental movement is more dangerous uh, to resources than terrorism, uh, you know things like that. That are being said, so you've got to assume that people engaged in environmental activism must be sort of on top of the list for being watched under these new sorts of uh, metadata mass surveillance laws. Uh,
0: You'd presume so. I think so. The, the, what I see is the risk of, of, of the metadata is that just it, it's so catchall, you know, that it's not even just about people like us. That it's about um, uh, people that you know uh, dissent in any way, shape, or form. Um, mm. And as he said, um, uh, not only is it people like him that are saying it, but um, in some internal review, I believe, the US government actually stated that, you know, the supposed reason for capturing this metadata is about, um, you know, being able to monitor terrorist activity, for example. And... um, and that it hasn't it's it's maybe been um used in one single case over many hundreds of cases of um any kind of activity that you could you know sort of call terrorist activity so it's not even um being used for the you know supposed reasons that um it you know it's supposed to be mm. um i think he um uh, he said something I think I think my favorite um, um, sort of quote that he said is something like um you know not not caring about privacy and saying like I have nothing to hide like so I don't care about um you know privacy mm. is like saying um, I have nothing to say so I don't care about freedom of speech <laughs>
1: um,
0: and I think that's a, a really that was a really important sort of concept for people in that audience to get that you know there's so often this um this You know, this phrase which is used, which is, you know, well, if you don't have anything to hide, why worry? And people just do not Mm. realise the extent of how vast this kind of, you know, data vacuum is. Um, Mm. And of course, we've all got things, you know, privacy is a right. And we've all got things that we don't want to be in the public domain. Um, and I don't want the government and corporations to be able to profile me, so um, I'm sure they already do. Actually,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure you're on a list. <laughs> effective Hello, effective officers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's give a shout out to them right now. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, speaking of legal rights... If you clean
0: the house when you come over, that would be great. I
1: know, I wish they'd do that. That would be awesome if they did a bit of cleaning up while they are out and about. Uh, now, you're, you've been also working on a side project which is launching on Wednesday uh, at Friends of the Earth, actually, uh, and it's a, it's an activist handbook uh, to know your rights around coal and coal seam gas campaigning. Is that right? Yes,
0: yes. Yeah. So um, it's actually it's pretty remarkable. We've been working on this. Uh, project myself and Environmental Justice Australia um, uh, have been working on this project, I think, for something like 18 months, and it's just been, for, you know, it's been done, you know, by myself as a volunteer and other people as volunteers, and we had some interns that did a fabulous job on it as well. Um, but it's sort of been subject to, you know, not being prioritised because of, of other busyness as well, and so um, uh, not only in, in in the space of time um, that we you know first conceived of the of the booklet which was um to 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 deal with the very real and looming threat of um uh you know um uh unconventional gas um activity happening in Gippsland um the campaign has grown to such an extent that they've beaten it back successfully twice mm. and um also in the meantime they've um introduced and repealed the um move on laws <laughs> that we have to wait for that to happen so it's it's been such a um um, a long time coming that we've seen a whole cycle through legislation, <laughs> um, cycle through. So we're both very relieved to um, uh, be getting it out the door, and um, hopeful that it's going to be a useful resource. Um, you know, the, it, it's drawing on the really good work of people like the Fitzroy Legal Centre, Activist Rights Org. au, um, but trying to compile you know a bunch of the need to knows in one sort of easy. Um, easy-to-read kind of document um, and mm-hmm. to also dispel a lot of the myths about, um, you know, what impact an arrest can have on your life. So we've got stories and case studies from people, you know, doctors, lawyers, um uh, students, teachers, a whole range of folk who have been arrested for civil disobedient, um, uh, peaceful activities, and you know haven't had a major impact on their life, have still been able to work, have still been able to travel, can still get working with children's checks, and, and that's one of the common fears. So, so that's one of the main um, the main reasons that um, I was keen on getting the book out.
1: Well, it it looks like that's going to be an awesome jam-packed night. I I also believe we have an Environmental Justice Australian uh, project launching the same night, looking at case studies of environmental injustices uh, around the world. So if you're in Melbourne, head down to Fo on Wednesday night. Uh, Nicola, what time does your book launch start? It's
0: uh, 6 o'clock, 6 to 8. If you can register, that would be great because we're looking at um, a remarkably very full house. I think Foe's going to be bursting at the seams that
1: night. <laughs> Excellent. It's great to see all the love and all the interest and engagement taking place. It certainly seems we need it now more than ever. Uh, so, Nicola, just to uh, finish up, just to, I guess, say, um Hopefully an inspirational uh, response <laughs> is at hand because uh, we're in tough times, as some would say, bleak and dark times here in Australia and around the world and we know we have the Paris talks on climate coming up later in the year. Uh, what do you see shaping up this year in Australia? What do you think the battle lines are going to be between the community and um, the dirty um, fossil fuel industry that uh, is being supported by the the current government?
0: yeah sure um i my guess is that um as the as the campaign on 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 coal and climate um is is looking at um at the finance of particularly the massive Adani um carmichael mine mm. um, that uh in, in that's in queensland um that we're going to see uh, a bunch of um interest and activity around around banks around um people that uh, are involved in the potential finance of this project which is one of the um one of the, I guess, the leverages um, points that we would be um, we'd be looking at. Um, I think that there is going to be interest in you know ensuring people are prepared in case activity needs to happen in Queensland. I think there will be ongoing um, interest in you know areas that are slated for um, new and expanded coal mine developments like Bulga in New South Wales. Um, fracking, of course, is a massive issue across the country. WA's Um, you know, getting ready to to really push back on that, um, as Mm. well as other places. Um, So I think in terms of environmental, I mean, in terms of, you know, social justice and other issues, I don't think the community is going to take another budget like last year. Um, Mm. I think that, you know, Joe Hockey made a whole bunch of mums angry on Mother's Day, you know, (laughs) um, with the cutbacks to the parental leave um, mooted. So... I think the government is slowly learning that you actually just cannot shaft everybody um, <laughs> and there will be repercussions um, if that happens.
1: Um, mm.
0: Yeah, uh, one final thing I'd add, uh, just a, a practical point, um, if people are interested in any of the events that we've talked about, um, that um, that's on my website, which is counteract. Dot org. Dot au um, in particular we're interested in um, getting applications for the change course in the next few days so um, they cut off at the end of the week so would love to um, hear from you if you're interested in uh, getting into that to get your skills um, sharpened to be able to fight back.
1: Thanks, Nicola. It's been great to talk to you, and and thanks to Counteract for all the amazing work you've done over the last couple of years, in particularly with communities all over Australia, and I look forward to seeing you at the book launch.
0: You're listening to Community Radio. 3CR. 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 8.55am.
2: Nicola, she's from Counteract, and she's organising the Change Course. That's right. Yes, uh, and it's going to take place really shortly.
1: It is. So jump online, counteract.org.au and register your interest if you think your community could use a few people skilled up to fight back against some of the dirty, dirty things going down around our country.